Welcome to this remastered version of a 2015 series called Judge Awarung Radio. This series was made possible by a community grant from the Mount Alexander Shire Council. Created for Main FM to be aired as short 5-10 to 10 minute segments to highlight and celebrate local Indigenous culture past and present. The series was shortlisted for the 2016 Reconciliation Victoria Heart Awards. For ease of listening, we've edited them together into 30 to 40 minute episodes and have linked episodes by theme rather than representing the order that they were originally broadcast in. So every time you hear the didgeridoo, you'll know it's the beginning or the end of an episode. We hope you enjoy it. Listening to a glimpse into the history and culture of the Jajawarung people. Presented by Uncle Rick Nelson and Ali Hanley. During Reconciliation Week this year, Rick and I went to the new theatre in Bendigo called the Alambara Theatre. And they were staging a show called The Alambara Show, which was a beautiful production with uh, many Indigenous performers. Some of them were linked to the local Jajarung people and some were not, but they were all there to celebrate the Jajarung culture. One of the people we got to interview was Kucha Edwards, who uh, was one of the main performers and who, as many of you would know, has had a long and very successful career as a singer and songwriter. How are you, Kucha? I'm a bit... Tuckered out. Tuckered out of a couple of uh, Yeah, two, two rehearsals uh, Sunday evening, Monday. Tuesday, we did two shows. Did two shows today. One community show tomorrow night, and then another one Friday night. So when they talk about reconciliation, they got to realise that, you know, not to clam everything in oh, one week. One we're, we're, we're black all year round, so they can. <laughs> Come and talk to us at any time, you know, not, not just in Reconciliation Week or NAIDOC Week. Yes, mate, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How did you get involved with the Alan Barra Show? Uh, through, through David, David oh. Brody. I had written a song uh, many years ago uh, for the planetarium, the Victorian planetarium out in Spotswood. Oh, yeah. And uh, David needed a piece that was written explaining uh, Aboriginal astronomy. Aboriginal astronomy. Uh, uh, the night sky thing. The night sky, Burong night sky. And, and Aboriginal astronomy has been happening since, uh, well, how old are we? You know what I mean? Not, not, in, not in our physical bodies, but our people have been on this uh, yeah. continent since it was created. So, a thousand uh, generations. Thousands and right. thousands of generations. So. Uh, David came and asked me what I, if I could uh, write the piece and uh, he gave me a bit of information and, and uh, so I writ, I writ Burong Night Sky. So Burong Night, Night Sky is about eight to ten years old. So oh, right. even though the show, Ullumbara uh, show, had only been in existence since last November, the song had been, been around for a, while. for a while. But then again, the song line, way beyond the physicalness of the resonance of the song, 
the song line has been here since time began. So how old's the song line? Exactly. And that's too hard to explain, you know. Exactly, that's yeah. right. Um, how's, how's things going with your career generally, brother? It's, um, it's rolling along. It's, uh, it's been a long journey, Rick, you know. It's, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, I, I sort of remember as a kid singing in choirs and in primary school and, and you don't make nothing of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just think oh. you're at school having fun. But I think uh, music sources you out. You as an individual won't source music out. Music has this tendency to find find the singers and find the the poets and the and 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 we interpret things differently as Aboriginal people. Uh, you know, in, in referencing a songline, you know, an existence of a non-Indigenous person, uh, for instance, they call that you know, from yeah. their birth to their death, yeah. and they call that a life. Yeah. Aboriginal goes on people. beyond that, doesn't it? Yeah, way beyond it. Uh, we interpret it differently. Uh, where our ancestors predetermine our entering, and they will determine our our uh, exiting. Yeah. But our our spirits and our souls will remain long after we're even gone. So. We interpret that as a songline. You know, that's that's my belief. Yeah, I don't know sure. if it's true, but sure, yeah. yeah. Well, you've performed up in Castlemaine a few times now. You like yeah, I, I love I love the um, I just love the uh, the not the slowness, but just the the, the balance, the balance that you can't. You come from Melbourne and you you you're nailed to the floor by time itself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you get to the country and and especially around Blackfellas, time is irrelevant. Yes. Right. You know. Yes, that's uh, right. And and you know that's what I call a blackfella time. You know. <laughs> it just it just yeah you, you you never ever wear wear a watch in in you know in the top end. Or in the desert because it's pointless. What's the point of having a? Oh, I've got to get somewhere. Yeah. Well, you don't need it. Yeah, don't need a watch. Nowhere in a hurry up there. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, uh, but I also done stuff with James Rigby and and Jane Thompson oh, and Jane the choirs and and, yep. and uh, you know I love what it what, what they create and yeah. and uh, so I've been to Castlemaine you know on on numerous occasions. There's a really good cake shop there. Huh? Uh, cakes and pies, but I'm yeah. I'm a diabetic now, so I can't go to sneaking into cake shops and and uh, and uh, yeah, picking out on cakes anymore. So, uh, so that's that's the that's the influence of non-indigenous Australians and their sugar, you yes. know, yes, that's right. <laughs> saccharin or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Kucha, with the show that we just saw today, you were performing mm. to three or four schools worth of kids, mm. and uh, in the question and answer session afterwards, you mm. were really great. You were cracking them up. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I think I think you do, you can't just bombard kids, especially with with uh, with with education, uh, and 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 bod, you know bombarding them with with facts and figures and. So what what I tend to do is I'd rather create a conversation rather than a Q and A. So so if they if they re- remember me because I because I said I want 
10 donuts and three hamburgers. Oh, the big guy with the bald head, he said, oh, because they'll go home and they'll tell their parents. Oh, there was this big Aboriginal guy and he, he, uh, he said he eats 14 hot dogs and three hamburgers and so they remember all the, all the stuff about, about me. Funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, 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 they remember me as the bald guy who asked all these questions. And then, I, then I'll put the perler in and I'll say, well, how do you know whether you're living next to an Aboriginal person? Because there's more than just the black Aboriginal. Yeah. There's, there's fair-skinned Aboriginals and there's fair-skinned Aboriginals with blonde hair and blue eyes. And, yeah. and, and, and what I say is the most perfect opportunity to actually find that if they're Aboriginal is go and ask them. Sit in conversation with them. Don't point the finger and think, think you know about us. Come and have the conversation. And then what happens is them 500 kids that were in the in the auditorium, they go home the Savo where we can't go. Mm. And they become the teachers of their parents. Because the parents may never have sat with an Aboriginal person in their entire life. And their parents are sometimes the ones that point the finger. And so the kids become the teachers. And they say, well, we saw this show and and they talked about two feuding volcanoes, Sarangara and Logan Book. And they're out near such and such. Do you know what I mean? So they, they're actually teaching their parents and that's the key to all that. So, Alright brother, well thanks a little. We hope to get the Alan Barra show up in Castlemaine soon and so we hope to see you there. I hope, it, I hope it goes further than Castlemaine. I hope it goes to London and New York <laughs> and yeah. Vancouver and, and uh, Mumbai and oh man, I haven't been to Mumbai yet but I want to go so that's how far I want Alan Barra to go but um, thanks for your time and you know, thanks for the opportunity. Well, we're here at the Alan Barra Theatre um, and just seen the Alan Barra show, uh, stage show, and we're sitting with Rebecca Phillips or Beck Phillips. Um, um, how did you get involved in the show, Beck? Well, uh, last year, um, I guess we were approached by uh, the corporation, so Barb had let yes, the Jajawaran clans Aboriginal corporation. Barb had uh, said it would be good for um, Harley Denali Lee and Trent Nelson and myself to be involved to just um, try and brainstorm a few ideas about the stories that we could share about our ancestors. Um, you got Jajawaran connections? Yes, of I do. Yeah. yeah, my great 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 grandmother uh, is Caroline Malcolm, so she's one of the ancestors on there that we talk about um very strong woman that i wouldn't be here without her strength and resilience so i'm very proud of my my heritage there so what gave you the inspiration to write um the our story is it that song uh this my country my country my country is the first song sung uh by emma donovan um and so when i was uh writing our family uh connection i guess for the Jua Majara book uh, that we published last year, I think. Uh, That was kind of what came out, my my words about our connection to country, our spirituality, all things are connected. And uh, Emma had seen those words and she said, oh, that's all I need to to bring this song to life. So, yeah, that's how that song came about. I'm I'm really (laughs) quite honoured that... It yeah, was great singing, song, one, yeah. singing a song, yeah. Uh, and the totem dance song, how did you get the inspiration for that? Well, actually, that was from Tandaram two from years Tandaram. ago. Yeah, so we wanted to do a, a totem dance and 
So uh, that's about the the war dreaming, about how the raven became black through stealing the fire from the Seven Sisters. And so we, Harley had written uh, written that song in Da Da Wurrung, and um, then we brought some moves that were taught by your sister, Justice. She shared those moves with us. Yeah. And so we incorporated that into something that's like a contemporary, traditional version, a mix of them. And uh, and so that they thought that was a good song to include here because Emma sung it for Emma and Delene, uh, Briscoe and Jesse Lloyd were the one, and James Henry were the ones that sang it at Tan Durham. So, so it was an easy. Year at Tan Durham? Not last year, the year before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so they thought that was a good one to bring in and, and share the story of um, and, and how did totems you just, here. How did you just work out the dance? Uh, that was that was me, <laughs> uh, learning the moves from from Justice and oh yeah, and then incorporating them with the uh, the song and the story. So uh, trying to retell that dreaming as the words describe it and uh, link that all together. And that was interesting how it came about. It was uh, obviously I got some help from. But it's a great Robert. dance. Like a, it reflects the movements of the crow or the raven quite quite good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we like it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's interesting because we start out white with all the white ochre on, and then um, each time we get close to that fire, we get burnt and we yeah. paint black on yeah. ourselves. So by the end of the dance, we come off black. Yeah. 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 How have you found working with Kutcha and Emma and, and some of the other performers? Oh, they're just all so deadly yeah. and um, and respectful too. You know, they're they're retelling our our stories, and so they're very considerate in, you know, am I doing this right? And and they are. They're absolutely doing justice the, to the stories, and these, they're just such beautiful singers. These stories have got a strong connection to Central Victoria, haven't they? Yeah, a lot of the people do. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, with Uncle, Uncle Jack Charles M. Singh and Uncle Kutcha. And we got, uh, of course, the Soup Angels, uh, uh, Henry Army was from this area. Yeah, Your yeah. Ancestor. That's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful song. Yeah. Um, Jida uh, Gopalil singing yeah. uh, about Bort, yeah. Smoke on the Hills. Yeah. James Henry singing Black Gold. Yeah. Um, I don't want to forget anyone. Yeah, Uncle Kucha singing Burong, Burong Night Sky, which is, you know, same stories about yeah. our connections, our um, understanding of the constellations and seasonal yeah. movements. And young Alana Atkinson's got a beautiful voice, hasn't she? Absolutely, yeah. Jesse Lloyd had first written that song, Soup Angels, and sung it beautifully at the opening, and uh, she's gone on a bit of a journey now with the Mission Songs Project. Oh, so that's taken her to Sydney wow. this week. And um, okay. so Alana has filled in for her and she's doing such an amazing job she's a beautiful yeah. voice yeah and okay. i think the best thing about this show is just how it brings everyone together it's really what yeah. what the show's about lumbra gathering well, together I'm uniting hoping, the tribes i'm hoping <laughs> to bring a big mob of nelsons up on friday night and perform with you guys too so um, yeah that'd be excellent so um have you got a favorite um <coughs> indigenous artist or song Beck? Yeah, look, there's there's one song on there that always gets me. It gives me goosebumps, and it reaches in and it it makes my heart pump. And it, it's just a beautiful song, and that's the Jara Baby. Ah, yes, Jara yeah, Baby. Yeah, Jara Baby, and it tells the story of um, of one of the struggles that we still go through today in trying to bring up our old people home. Yeah. 
and um, ancestral it's just and stuff. it's a really sensitive um, song and the way <coughs> Emma sings that one is just um, so beautiful hope you all enjoy it and hope everyone gets a chance to see the show at some stage thanks very much Beck. thank you Jara Jara baby high in the tree wrapped in a bundle of possum skin and leaves tiny Jara baby gently up with the breeze the wind blows so gently resting at ease sprinkling of Tina Bysouth was one of the performers and at first she didn't really want to talk to us. She was a bit shy about being on the radio but then she started talking about what Reconciliation Week means to her and traditionally Reconciliation Week uh, is looked at as reconciliation between the Indigenous people and the white colonists or anyone else who has come onto the land since 1788. But uh, she had a slightly different take on it which I think is just as important. Um, I'm Bettina Bysouth and I'm um, a proud Barkindji woman, Darling River people. So my family are from Mulcanya, Menindi, Broken Hill. Um, you been in Bendigo how long, Bettina? Been in Bendigo for 20 plus years. 20 plus years, so you're local now. Yeah, yeah, uh, local, yes. Um, getting the, um, um, my family are honoured um, to be part of um, such a big celebration for reconciliation. Um, you know, 2016. It's about uniting the tribes together. Um, back in the day, you know, when Aboriginal people used to roam this country, it was done through trade. Yes. So now it's about time that we reconcile with our own mobs to bring out trade uh, again yep. and use those trade routes and as a strong connection, as neighbouring elders. And not just the elders, but the young generation that are coming up. We need to actually stop and teach them that you can get along we would be a black force to be reckoned with if we all right. united. Exactly, that's right, mate. We're talking to you in Reconciliation Week. Yep. Um, and often the focus is on white-black reconciliation. Yep. Tell me what you feel about, about that. Well, reconciliation, I think people really need to have a look and pull reconciliation apart to understand what the true meaning is. Yes, we can resile with... Um, you know, non-Indigenous people and Indigenous people and we, that connection we've already made. 
but to reconcile with our own mobs um, that is a that is a big path you know there's so much um, and I don't like to dwell on um, negative stuff because I'm very positive but um, to reconcile with um, different mobs from different areas you know um, there's lateral violence and that's got to stop yeah. you know our people used to trade uncle yes. you know yes. and through trade that's where our teachings were and without that knowledge being passed down to through generation and through us and the stories coming out with the dream time and the songs you know that's that's the celebration that's uh, the reconcile that we need and that's right and it's important to to let the children you know the future future leaders and stuff of, yes. of these countries to, to learn and know about that stuff yeah. isn't it yeah so we're we're actually um you know we've been brought up with um, knowledge from aunties and uncles you know yeah. and they're our teachers yeah and um I think, you know, it's time that we stood together as one. And, and it's the 21st um, century after yep. all, you know, yep. exactly. And reconciled and started, you know, our trade routes, routes up again. Because, you know, if it wasn't for trade, we wouldn't know how many Aboriginal people were here still in Australia. Exactly, exactly, that's so right. So this show that you've been part of, the uh, Alambara show, yep. brings lots of different people together yeah. to sing, to sort of tell some stories about the central Victorian yep. people, the Jajarung and the yep. Jara people. Yep. Uh, what's right. it felt like to be part of that? Is that part oh. of what you're talking about? Because yeah. that's how it's taught, isn't oh, it? Through God, song yeah. and dance and um, story. You know, yeah. being, being um, um, you know, residing in, in this area in Victoria, um, you know, my family still practices and, and does language and, you know, dances and eats off the land and gather and hunt, you know. So it was only my, um, oh, how, what can I say, ignorance, my own ignorance to coming to Victoria. I thought Aboriginal people knew what I knew and that wasn't the case until I found out about Stolen Generation. And that's when I thought, wow. You know, these fellas um, haven't got that privilege of being taught, um, haven't got that, you know, bit of knowledge. So one of my jobs was to jump in and educate and um, see that we're all one and we're, we're, we're Aboriginal and, that, and, and that's and, something to be and proud of. that urban of. sprawl yes. is sort of taking that away, isn't it, yep. Adina? Yeah, mm. yep. exactly. So um, it was an honour um, to be asked as a visiting um, tribe of um, the traditional owners area um, to be asked to dance on their country I feel like it's a part of my country now um, and I feel um, yeah just honoured and welcomed and um, I tell you what you know Jajarung mob they can come up home anytime mm-hmm. um, and that's what it's about it's about sharing absolutely absolutely the favourite song for me would be um the celebration song of my country. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is... Um, it's like we're walking this country together. That's what it does for me. My country. Yeah. That's our country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks very much, Bettina. Thank you.
Jack Charles might be familiar to listeners. He's performed many times in Castlemaine and would be a familiar face around here. He was the MC or narrator for the Alambara show and did a great job of linking the songs through story. We're chatting with Uncle Jack Charles. G'day. How you going, brother? Um, no, terrific to be up here on country. Fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Um, how did you get involved in the Alambara show, Uncle Jack? Um, I mustn't have been doing anything. I've got a very tight schedule, busy schedule nowadays. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, when... Uh, uh, I was first approached, um, you know. I, you know, I said yes, yes. I want to be involved in this because there are jar of stories, you've got and I've only lately become aware. You've got jar yeah, yes, connections got yourself, got haven't connections you? Yep. And my great greats, that's right. And that through Johnny Charles, yeah. etc. So you know, it's it's it, it's you know, for people like me of the stolen that hasn't been raised in any indigenous manner at all, and that. And I was purposely raised at a time of the assimilation policy. So being locked in the, into the box of your boys home is the only Aboriginal. Uh-huh. I, I kind of thought now in reflection to those times that if other Aboriginal kids or registered kids as Aboriginals were moved into the home with me, I believe uh, it would have been seen as a failed social experiment, the assimilation policy. Uh, it might have worked for those that were white enough to pass. Yeah, but for those of us that distinctly looked Aboriginal, it was a bit difficult time because, uh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it's only taken until I was 60 when I started to get the information from Uncle Jimmy Berg's uh, Career Heritage Trust yep. and from people that I, I had occasionally worked with, you know, you're so-and-so and you're so-and-so and I, yeah. really, am I this? You no, know, great. did that, you know Uncle so and so all that. Yeah. There's yep. so much more that I had to discover. Yeah, with us all, Uncle Jack. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and you've um, been in Castlemaine a few times, you've had your, your, yes. your other show well, there. Well, I said today to the audience that, you know, Bendigo Jail is reputed to, to be my second favourite jail. And, uh, having got my, my, you know, third, fourth, fifth and sixth form in the education centre, in which this fantastic 1,000-seater theatre has been built upon yeah. the original education centre. Yeah. So that means oh. a lot to me. Oh, you know, yeah. Keith Richardson was the head teacher here oh. at the time. And there were differences then as to what is happening now. Uh, in those days, the Office of Corrections were the clients of the Education Department. Exactly. And so we had, uh, you know, educationalists that were thinking beyond the box, you know, beyond the square. And that Keith Richardson was like this. And over in Castlemaine Jail, my favourite jail, I learnt the fine art of pottery there, oh, right and I became the, um, the Victorian prison's hotshot potter. <laughs> Shanghai from one jail to another to set up uh, my pottery shops, oh. which I called Psycho Ceramica. <laughs> you had to be a crackpot to be in the nick in the first place, mate. First place. But it was a success, and uh, in prisons I became a leading light. Yeah. Black light of the future for many of the white and Aboriginal prisons. prisons. Yeah, so um, um, we're hoping that we might get the um, Alamara show up in Castlemaine, maybe doing a state festival or something. Oh, be, look, um, you, know, you know, it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic for me to perform Roberl's play that he'd written in the seventies. Yeah, you know, in the vain hope that I would ever, you know, that I could do it, and here I was doing it at the Castlemaine Festival in that jail. 
using my old cell as my dressing room. Yeah. You can't write these. You can't That's whip right. these up out of your trams and trains, out of your brains. Yeah. It's there. It's truth in history. And so I believe that uh, uh, the people going around Cattle Main Jail and that uh, are told that, uh, oh, this is where Uncle Jack Sal, he was here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a big honour yeah. bestowed because, you know, uh, I did well in that jail. Uh-huh. I never harmed or hurt anybody. Yeah. I tried to educate them and I taught them the fine art of ceramica. So yeah. um, this, with, with this show, it's a fantastic way to teach the kids, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? absolutely. Uh, with, with song yeah. and performance. Song and, and performances and yeah. uh, little bits of history will come out of it. Connections yeah. will be made. And they've been really tuned in, the kids I've noticed. Oh, I've noticed, yeah, everywhere we, we go, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, we've done Corrindirk, by the way, for oh. 600 and 400 yeah. and uh, different venues. Yeah. And, and like the, today's audience and that and uh, yesterday's... Uh, I haven't seen really interested in the questions thrown by the kids. Yeah. Isn't interesting. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're breaking new ground all the time, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. And I think they're our future leaders, so yes. we need yeah. to educate them in yeah. all these matters and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, good right. speaking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah. a lot. That was Uncle Jack Charles. That's it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Here's Uncle Jack Charles introducing the Alan Barra Show and the very first song called Jajarang. Woman Jetta, welcome. Where we are today has been a gathering place for many eras, many years, used for countless generations by many Jara people as a place of ceremony, or recently as a jail, another type of gathering place, no less. I've been uh, a guest of this particular uh, prison on a number of occasions and uh, I've always liked to say it's reputed to be my second best favourite jail. One can have favourites. Tonight, or today, we gather here once again at Visulambara as it's returned to its gathering place. I'd like to invite you to come on a journey with us back through time with many stories of this country until you find yourself back in your seats where you first started. Thank you for coming and please enjoy with all your senses. Now the first song here. Here's the soulful Emma Donovan with a song titled My Country written by Beck Phillips and we're ably assisted by the, the voice of Ilana Atkinson.
You're listening to a glimpse into the history and culture of the Jaja Wurrung people. Presented by Uncle Rick Nelson and Ali Hanley. <laughs> <laughs> 